Today on Talkin' Hockey, we've got special guest UMFM Jared. We are going to talk Jets and the Battle of Alberta. We'll also talk about our Dream Team Canada lineup for the Olympics. And here comes the intro. Right on. Here's Lemieux. The center penalty coming up. Look at Lemieux. Oh my heavens. What a goal. What a move. Lemieux. Oh baby. There's a mistake and a throw. A puck by Richard. He's got a A taser from Jonathan Taves is first. Oh yeah, here we go now. Let's get her going. Puck's deep. How you doing, everybody? Hockey fans, welcome. It's Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Season 2, episode 13. At least I think it's 13. There's an odd chance it could be 14. According to Pro Tools, it's 13. I will trust your computer. Uh, I'm co-host Tom. I've got with me, as always, streaking down the right side. It's co-host Randy. I wasn't streaking last game there, Tommy, though. It was a bit sloppy out there, eh? Oh, that was a rough, rough Caress of Steel game. Uh, but we're going to blame Rink 1 for that one. Rink 1 for the loss. Yeah. Um, you did Potter only uh, biscuit, though. I did. I swam through the middle <laughs> of the ice there, and I scored. It was, it was a puddle. Like, quite literally, literally, it was a puddle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, welcome to Talkin' Hockey, the Hockey Talkin' Show. Um, it's the show about hockey, where we talk about it, and we're just a couple dudes up to good. We're not, not up to Up no to very good. good. Yeah. Um, and today, we increase our doodliness by one because we've got a special guest with us. It's uh, Jared from UMFM. Welcome to the show, Jared. Thanks, fellas. Yeah. Um, so, as uh, you, the listener, might know, uh, you're listening to us either on the UMFM website or on apple itunes ipod whatever the hell you call it and uh the reason this all sort of came to be because if you were uh, if you're a long time listener then you know the last year we were just doing it on soundcloud so the way this all came to be was jared you and i played some spring hockey together on a team called the stink birds if you could call what we did <laughs> playing hockey well we lived up to our name for sure the <laughs> we stink birds pretty we stinky stank. Yeah. yeah but you know uh, we got i think uh a couple w's you, oh yeah we yeah, were we yeah. had some fun exactly and uh so over over that the course of the spring we kind of got to know each other a little bit and and and, you know, hey, you're the guy who runs UMFM. And, hey, I do a, a silly ho- hockey podcast with my buddy Randy in the in the bunker. We're in the, uh, just in case there's ever a hockey apocalypse, we're, uh, we're safe, safe down and secure here. down yeah. here. We got lots of provisions. One of these provisions we got, before we get too into our boys, I'm getting thirsty and I'm looking right at them. It's Gokstad IPA by Brazen Hall. Tell us a little bit about this, Jared, because I, I don't know. I know Brazen Hall is a local restaurant pub type dealy, yo, but. Yeah. Um, so they've been around, I guess, in the old round table location on Pemina Highway. Yeah. And 
Uh, Kevin and Taylor, basically, would you say? I guess, yeah. more or less? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. And just before Christmas time, uh, they announced that they had put their four flagship beers into cans. Nice. And all the local beer nerds rejoiced. And yeah. they, uh, they released them, I think, maybe on December... I want to say December 19th. Just in time for the holidays. I Just, didn't get the memo, though. Yeah. I have been there, and I've eaten there, and I've had their beer. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, they usually do a big thing for the Burger Week. Right. I think they're like yeah. three-time the defend, defending and, champions. For sure. And so uh, the head brewer mm-hmm. there is a guy named Jeremy Wells, who used to work at a Half Pints. Okay. kind of got to know him a little bit there and through friends of friends. And he's yeah. been a supporter of the radio station and right on. makes a good beer. Yeah. And so they've got four of them. They've all got these Icelandic names and yeah. the, these are sharp cans. They're, they're, yeah. I'm just admiring this. The they're artwork so is the artwork is super beautiful. Yeah. So this I is, took a snap uh, of it and I'll put her on the Insta. This That's is uh, this Pod. is uh, my favorite of the four. It's nice. the uh, Gokstad yeah. West Coast IPA, okay. and uh, it's apparently named after a famous Viking warship that was built in 900 AD, but rediscovered in. Is that a long time ago? AD. <laughs> it's a while ago. Uh, anyways, it's... I think that's the year Yager started playing. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Uh, the Ages of Wonder. A toasty, lightly caramel malt backbone. Nice. Some citrus and some I, other stuff in here. I anyways, like how, it's like, tasty. Yeah. I like on the can how it says Fort Rouge on there. Repping the... Repping the... Uh, what are we? Like, we're all in Fort Rouge here now, but... Uh, I don't know what you call that. A neighborhood? It's not really yeah, a neighborhood. It's like yeah. a voting district or whatever. Anyway, let's crack these and uh, try them out here. Fucking trio of harmonies right there. Oh, yes. Yeah. That'll so, do. So, <laughs> so it's... Uh, <laughs> It's been kind of my uh, holiday go-to nice. for, for the yeah. locals, and you okay. can pick it. You can pick it up at uh, at the restaurant slash brewery yeah. or at uh, finer uh, okay, so vendor establishments. Right, yeah, like the quality in. Grant <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. That's yeah. right on. Brazen Hall. Um, yeah, right on. I dig yeah, it. they're all very Viking themed. They got a sword on the door and everything. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say, Randy? I said I dig it. Oh yeah, um, right on. <laughs> also, it's basically from our neighborhood for the most part. Just yeah. like our buddies down there at Sucre. Yeah, we, so we've now got a couple breweries in the neighborhood, which is great. And uh, hey, there's always room for more. Um, you got a market there, brewers. So yeah, cheers to Brazen Hall and our local craft beer of the week for their uh, Gokstad IPA, West Coast IPA. It's a six point five percent. But I'll tell you, it doesn't really taste it. No, it's uh, it's really smooth, and it's yeah. not it's yeah. not overly hoppy. And no. it's uh, for an IPA, you sometimes, especially a six point five percent one, I think you might expect to get slapped in the face with some some hops. But they're you could, they're there, but they're not like um, they're not overpowering. So that's nice. Yeah. No, it was a good it was a good beer to sort of hit before the holidays. Yeah. Um, with lots of family and friends yeah. about uh nice. a couple of the gokstads go down real easy so <laughs> so jared can you what can you tell us about uh you know the umfm site you know you you brought us on board 
Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a brand new structure, I guess, to your website for hosting yeah, we're, programming and stuff. We're so kind of your guinea pigs. Be, because, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of our listeners are listening. What, what can you just tell us uh, about, you know, the, the site that's going on and what you're hosting and, and what you are kind of hoping to create? Okay, so a uh, couple of years, the site, the site as it is right now, umfm.com, has been up for a couple of years, and uh, we worked with a local web designer, a guy named Derek Hogue, uh, who's fantastic, fantastic web designer, uh, and he built us a brand new site, and one of the big sort of pushes that we got from within our volunteership is we want a better means of podcasting our programs. And so we set something up and without getting into too many of the logistics, we can't podcast a lot of our music programming because we can run afoul of copyright copyright laws. Um, And so being somebody who's a big fan of the podcast medium, I started to think about this other idea of reaching out and finding some folks in the community like you guys who were doing a regular podcast, but for one reason or another, we're looking for a good hosting option, right? Yeah. And then finding a place to, you know, obviously give those those folks a home. And then we're getting more and more students and volunteers who come through and want to volunteer at the station. And the question that they ask is... Yeah. Do you guys produce podcasts here? Can I produce my podcast here? Um, can I use your equipment to do a podcast? Yeah. Do you give training on how to do podcasts? And so Kids we, these days, huh? <laughs> well, and I mean... Yeah, well, like, exactly. But like, you think about it, right? And it's yeah. like, it's how kids these days are consuming their media. And sure. so, you know, the beauty of campus radio has always been that we can pivot and we can turn in terms of what we're doing... Yeah, you can cater a, to your right uh, audience a little more easily than a, a big commercial rig or whatever. Right, and so the idea was we want to start a standalone UMFM podcast network. Yeah, and we want to set up an individual portal through our website, and people can come. They can check out obviously the stuff that we have on on the terrestrial radio but then they can go over and they can look at some of the other stuff and it's only available as podcasts it's not being aired on the station so i knew you guys were doing a podcast Mm -hmm. through playing hockey and so i figured i need somebody who's going to be doing this consistently (laughs) that i can sort of trick into letting (laughs) us host it and well, it was a pretty good trick, I'd say. And now that we've been doing, we've been doing it, and and you guys have released, I think, twelve episodes thus far, and nothing seems to have broken, and yeah. and <laughs> and the mechanism seems to be getting it out to yeah. iTunes, and yeah, yeah, that was huge for us because we were do, doing the SoundCloud thing, and then to be able to like have With it go to iTunes was huge, and it's like we did some research, you know, which maybe involved like one Google in about five minutes of like, this looks too hard. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that, you know, the way it's been tied into your website, literally Tom and I can finish recording, mm-hmm. type in the page and do the, all that stuff, hit save. And then it shows up on our phone like instantly. Yeah. So for the listeners out there who may or may not know, um, 
we essentially record this show live to tape and then release it as soon as it's done. There's no really fancy uh, magic that goes on behind the scenes here. We've got lots of fancy equipment, though, I'll tell you. Uh, and that's all That's all. Uh, co-host Randy, producer Rand. Uh, you know, we had to fire the intern. Who, oh, he's, he's long gone. <laughs> but yeah, if we're, we are looking for an intern. Uh, if you're a technically minded uh, person out there looking to get a start in podcasting, hey, we'll take you on. Uh, maybe they can earn some university credits or whatever. <laughs> well, it's interesting because you get lots and lots of kids coming in. And yeah. so now that we know that this works, I've got three other podcasts that are ready to go. Yeah. I've got one that's got, I think, four or five episodes in the bag that Sweet. are uploaded to our website that the minute that they sort of connect the dots with the iTunes account, <clears throat> yeah. it's going to drop. Yeah. I've got another one that's got got two. We've got uh, a couple a couple of others that are just finishing training, working on their first yeah. episodes. And awesome. we've got... So I think that, you know, in the next... I want to say two or three weeks, we're going to have this web portal set up where people can just go. It's a separate section. It says yeah. podcasts. They'll see them all listed there. Yeah. Because currently to find our show, you go through programs and then Yeah, it's, a little, it's, it's a little convoluted. Sure, but it, our listeners are smart, so they're... <laughs> yeah. And, and so, you know what? And we're going to open it up to the community too because I know lots of folks who are, who are doing interesting things yeah. and... If we can provide another medium, another way for people to yeah. utilize UMFM, it helps build our brand as well for and sure. helps I, us uh, support the locals. So. I just realized what we should do, Randy, is we should record some promos to play on the terrestrial radio. We should. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Uh, Let's write that down. <laughs> radio. So actually speaking of listeners, Jared, are there people listening to our podcast? Can you tell? Is there a way, to, like, from your end somehow? Like, have you looked into it? Like, or are we just bogging down your whole system because we're just taking up all this space? Uh, well, the best metric for for you guys is to look in on your numbers through iTunes yeah. to see how Which many people are we've done. People are downloading. Yeah. Um, is there a way? Short answer. Yes. <laughs> Long answer. We're not doing it. Yeah. Right. I mean, there we have a means of tracking people who download archives on okay. our show yeah. or our, sorry, on our station, uh, individual podcasts, not so much. It's, yeah. Yeah. Right. But we've never had a reason for tracking it. Right. And, and well, now with the new portal, new, web, new portal. And the, I uh, mean, Derek podcast. is, what are you going to call it? I don't know. The, U, the UMFM, UMFM pod port podcast, <laughs> podcast network. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yeah, makes uh, perfect sense there, yeah. yeah, for sure. Right on. So cool. yeah, well, thank, thanks again for uh, you yeah. know you were a big part of having getting season two going for us. Yeah, uh, for sure. If it wasn't for you, we'd still be SoundCloud rappers. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, uh, yeah, no, it's and much I mean, appreciated. We've, we've messed around with SoundCloud as well yeah. as a means of spinning and, out interview content right and yeah and it, it, it's effective for what it is and if you have a paid account i think it's even better it, but. yeah yeah we and, chose not to pay yeah uh and you could only do up to like 90 minutes of content per yeah. per account at or any given time right yeah. and that got old for us really quick 
and mm. thankfully I have a budget for that sort of thing. So yeah. I've been paying paying the pro, but nice. I mean it is kind of a kind of a pain sometimes. And so you know if we can help folks out like you guys, it's all it's part of what we're all about. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, since we've started doing this show, I've kind of become aware of the greater podcast community in the in the region in the area and stuff. So. And then, of course, there's a, a million different hockey pods out there on the internet that I've connected with through Instagram and stuff, and people doing their show. And you know, there's one uh, in BC they call them Left Coast Leafs, and it's all Leaf talk. Mm-hmm. And I know, Jared, you've got a rule in your house: no Leafs. Well, it's kind of interesting <laughs> because my daughter has become a big Mitch Marner fan. Oh, yeah. Well, he is magic. He yeah. is very, yeah. <laughs> and so she likes to chirp my son yeah. quite a bit uh, <laughs> about how the Leafs are doing better than the Jets. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and so, you know, there's a little clap back this past week with yeah. the with the big uh, shootout win. Yeah. But well, we'll get into that uh, in little a little bit, bit for sure. Um, yeah, no, that's that's good stuff. So um anyway what i was saying is yeah there's lots of different podcasts out there that we've connected with and and uh so yeah thanks for checking out ours and uh we're gonna continue to do it because uh why the hell not right so um yeah so like you've been with umfm for a while i guess or uh so coming this coming may I was thinking about this because I figured yeah. inevitably I'd get asked this question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I'm celebrating maybe 20 years, yeah. 21 years. That's awesome. As a staff member yeah. and and have been there as a volunteer about 18 months prior to that. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And and one of the funny connections that we had, and I don't know if you, you even know this, Randy. So when I lived in Halifax and back in the day, um, I did a campus station, Dalhousie campus, uh, radio and we started podcasting i didn't even know what a podcast was this is 2003 it was about 2003 through eight or so that we did the show and uh <laughs> and and jared you guys ran it on umfm yeah we we sent it we sent it out to campus stations all across the country so jared like knew my voice before <laughs> i before syndicated we, yeah exactly yeah. before we knew each other yeah well and i mean we used to go to these campus radio conferences yeah. and i got to meet i never got to meet matt right but i got to meet dave, dave Ewenson, yeah. yeah who's a heck of a guy and, yeah and uh, I think that they won an award. Or yeah, you we, won an award. We did. I for have like, the trophy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was in Windsor, maybe. Is yeah, that where the conference it, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so I didn't go. Obviously, we uh, you said Dave. We spent probably a few too many late nights at the <laughs> at a place called the Fog Lounge, yeah. which is a heck of a dive bar in Windsor, yes. and got talking to Dave and he said, Hey, would you guys be interested in syndicating this program? And so yeah. we ran it basically from that point forward until yeah. it stopped running, maybe 2009, 2010. Yeah. I moved to Ontario in 09. Um, Matt moved to California shortly after. Um, and then Dave, Dave was all over Dave the place. Was, yeah. He went to Newfoundland. Now he's in Toronto these days. But I'm wasn't he sure. in like Africa yeah, for yeah, a, a stint? Oh, or? Oh, yeah. He's been around. So yeah. yeah. Um, but, but it yeah. was great. It was yeah. a vegan cooking show, touring yeah. bands. Yeah. Nice. yeah. It was called Let's Get Baked with Matt and Dave. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was the like announcer voice on it. I'll do my announcer. Oh, so, <laughs> 
Ooh, sounds like somebody's tuned in to talking hockey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Something like that. So, Jared, what can you tell us about uh, hockey on campus? This year, you know, the Winnipeg Ice are playing yeah. on mm-hmm. campus there. And plus, you know, the men's and women's bison teams. Like, uh, you know, we've touched on the ice a little bit. But, you know, honestly, we haven't, you know, talked about the bisons yet. No. But uh, what, what could you kind of uh, fill us in with uh, hockey on campus? So the Bison women's team uh, is in what you call a bit of a rebuild okay, right now. Yeah. Um, the last two years, though, uh, they competed in, in uh, Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, uh, at the National Women's Hockey Championships. They won the gold, the big banner, uh, two nice. years ago. And, you know, were able to get back there last year after losing, losing a few players. Like, and then, sorry, like the CIS? Yeah. Yeah, national they were the, they were the national champions a right couple, couple years that. ago, and yeah. Um, yeah, they were they were amazing. And you know, out of we work with a lot of different teams. Yeah. Uh, we've br- been broadcasting hockey for maybe thirteen years, yeah. fourteen so you, years. UMFM will broadcast the games. So for yeah. those of you uh, yeah. at home, one hundred one point five FM. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. And we do we do a full we do the full slate now uh, broadcasting. Uh, four home games for both men's and for women's uh, on the terrestrial radio. And yeah. then we broadcast everything else on our second stream or online only. Okay. Uh, and then um, Bison Sports has introduced uh, video into it now. And yeah, so pardon whole, me. Yeah. Um, so Bison Women's having kind of a tough year. Yeah. Big rebuild. That's uh, the way it goes with university programs yep. sometimes though, you know, cause you, especially um, if there's, you've got a bit of a team, you kind of ramp it up and then you go through these cycles of no. two to four years or whatever. And yeah. Junior hockey is pretty similar like that too. Yeah. And then the men's team actually seems to be like, they're a little bit more on the come up. They've had a couple of really lean years. Uh, the head coach is named guy by the name of Mike Sarant has been there for a long time yeah. and you know, he does a pretty good job at recruiting players who have aged out of the dub or maybe don't want to go the WHL route or they don't want to go play, play uh, uh, division two or division one hockey down in the States want to stick closer to home. And so he recruits a lot of those guys. And I think that that's where they saw some really cool symmetry with the ice coming in. Yeah. You know, you're going to have. Yeah, totally. Because then you're going to have guys who graduate from the ice, but they're not necessarily going to be going and playing pro. Right. But they'll get the scholarship and all that kind of thing. Right. Well, if you play in the WHL, you get a full scholarship. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because like from doing that Saskatoon Blades series I did uh, quite a few years ago, there was a couple guys like uh, Brett Stoven and Nick Zajac. They both ended up going to the to the Bisons after. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just remember that being part of the series. It's like these guys aren't going to get drafted. They're not going to play pro. But then they go and play their four years. Uh, and then maybe that's four or more years of hockey where they can maybe take a chance on Europe or something like that. Well, yeah, totally. And it's, inter- it's interesting you mentioned uh, Stoven. Because he, he was, last year, he was the team captain. He was a heck of a guy. He came through the station a couple times, did interviews and stuff, but also sat on, like, an athlete's council and advisory yeah. committees and stuff. So you, we would see him around quite a bit, and he 
he did some interning. I think he was sort of dipped his toe into business school and stuff. And so we would see him come through and, and do some promo and stuff for the business side of Bison Sports. Oh, right on. And he parlayed a pretty successful four-year uh, CIS career, and he's over playing in Europe now. Yeah, Scotland, and then yeah. And then with his business uh, schooling, he could probably end up, when he's done playing, step right into GM in a team or something. Or you know being an I mean? agent or something. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. so... He's That's he's from cool. Stony Mountain. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Stony Mountain Zone. Yeah. Yep. Uh, just down the road from Stonewall. For those of you yeah. looking on a map, just at up home. number seven. Yeah. Yeah. You know the the university I went to in Halifax, St. Mary's University. They always have a good hockey team as well. And uh, one of the years that I was there, they did win the national championship. Okay. It's pretty sweet. And yeah, they recruit a lot of guys from the Q and the O HL, twenty mm-hmm. year olds or whatever, who kind of max out at junior hockey. But, you know, they want to get their education and stuff like that and keep playing. And it's good hockey. I love university hockey. It's been a couple of years since I've gone to a game now. Shame to say that, but uh, definitely you, should go check Have you guys been to an ice game, game yet? Not no, yet, but I'm no. going tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah, I just got tickets today for the game against Prince George tomorrow. So yeah. I'm going to go check out the Winnipeg Ice for the first time. Uh, I think tomorrow is, uh, maybe it was yesterday's game, was uh, Peyton Krebs. A bobblehead. Oh, <laughs> oh, so you man. could add, yeah, I see you got some bobbleheads down there. So you could add it a, a Peyton Krebs bobblehead. T- Tommy, see if you can find me one there. Yeah, tomorrow. yeah. Maybe somebody like accidentally <laughs> left one under a seat, chair, yeah. left under one out in the bush outside yeah, of the yeah. Max Bell. Yeah. So w- w- what's life like? Like, is there? Have you noticed an influx of? Just people around, like is is are the ice drawing people to campus at all, or, or th- what would you say? You know, I think that. On game days, you notice like yeah. a, an influx of people sort of coming, coming and going. Um, but the real impact is they sunk. I think when it was all said and done, about a million, million and a half dollars into the Max Bell, into the facilities. Which right? Is, they, is it? Isn't it now called the something Fleming Arena? Oh, sorry. Did yeah. it change names? It's, uh, it's always been so. The whole sort of complex okay. is the Max Bell. Fieldhouse Athletic Center, okay. but it's the Wayne Fleming Arena. Okay, yeah, you're okay. correct. Gotcha. Um, but they bought bought a brand new state of the art jumbotron scoreboard, and they outfitted, oh, yeah. re-outfitted uh, some of the dressing rooms, and built a brand new press box, and put cool. in new seating, new concessions, and it's pretty interesting because it's an investment, pretty significant investment, and they're only going to be there for two years because yeah, they're because then they're going to their own rink out. Have you guys been to that facility out there, the Rink Edge? Or no. I didn't even know. I thought it was still being built. Or... Um, it's like phase one and two kind of thing. Okay. So there's something, I think, now there. I think they've got, like, I took... Well, that... there, there is the Rink, which is kind of, you know, near Ikea or whatever, right? There's like a training uh, thing. But, sort of on the, way out, on the way out to, it's on the way out to Oak Bluff. Oh, okay. So it's probably a mile past Fort White if you're oh, yeah. head, headed yeah, yeah. down number three. Oh, yeah. And so that's where the rink is going to be? I I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think, I mean, that's I where the, tra- the training facility is. They've okay. got three or four rinks. It's kind of like Canlan or right. kind of like the Iceplex. But probably better. It's a lot better than Canlan. I'm going to just take a minute to <laughs> diss Canlan for a second. 
because that rink one we played on the other night was garbage. Yeah. So we had a game canceled there this past week. We were supposed to play Tuesday night. We get a message. The ice plant's gone down. All games on rink one are canceled. So, okay, whatever. Uh, so then they got it back up and running apparently Thursday or something. And we played Saturday. And Zamboni comes off the ice. And, you know, like the way that they run the schedule there, there's no the time cl- for the, the warm-up ice. clock started as soon as the, yeah. the, the Zamboni doors closed. Yeah, and it's just like, honestly, like a, a lake. And it was like skating on an ODR in April. You know no, what I mean? It no. was just garbage. So uh, the first period for like our attacking end, it was just like you carry the puck and the puck sticks. And it was like, it was, it was the worst I've ever skated on. By far the worst. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, anyways, back, to, back to you. We're a positive podcast here. I don't want to yeah. spend too much time slamming on things, but yeah. I just want to say my two claims to fame, if I can yeah. call it that with yeah. the Wayne Fleming arena is when I was playing like Bantam AA in Stonewall, my team played against the U of M Bison's women's team. Oh, really? Yeah. And they uh, kick your ass. They it was a you know a pretty good game. <laughs> we ended up winning two one. Yeah. But they worked us like it was all your goalie or something. It, eh? it was like <laughs> they were in such good shape, and it was it was like a basically like a uh, a test for us from our coaches to just to really show us where you're at, how, where we're at and like, you know, how good of shape that they were in and the team structure that they played at the time. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it, it could have been four, two for them, but kind of thing. Like we had a hot goalie that night yeah. kind of thing. <clears throat> and then my other one is all the hockey recreations are uh, like the hockey extra footage that I did for my uh, white noise jets film was done there. Was done at the Wayne Fleming. Yeah. They, nice. they, they basically let me have it for free because <laughs> yeah. it was in the summer and we had the whole rink and we turned the lights off and shot, put like one on one spotlight, spotlight on yeah. and then uh, just had these two guys, one wearing a Jets jersey and the other guy is just kind of like other team. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and just like shot a whole bunch of slow-mo stuff that I ended up using in my film. But I just remember the, the people at U, uh, University of Manitoba were just like, yeah, totally like come on down. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I actually, I, my Kurt Keelback interview was also done there, too. Very cool. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, they're a good crew. I mean, you can wander in off the street and pay, I think, two or three bucks and play stick and puck every day yeah. from noon until one at, at the Fleming on the, on the ice. And there's always a good crew out there. And, yeah, no, it's, it's. It's a great ice surface, and yeah. it's it's really cool. Nice, um, yeah. Well, so another fun fact I want to bring up about you, Jared, is uh, so you're kind of a big baseball guy, like you're t- in, a little into, bit into stats and stuff. And and we haven't been able to get him on yet because just before Christmas, when we were gonna, he had ACL surgery. But my buddy Matt, who we've got the we're gonna do the Matt stats segment. Uh, probably we'll get her going here, uh, in a, in the next couple of weeks, but, um, yeah, you guys know each other through baseball nerdism. We're both members yeah. of a super nerdy baseball <laughs> fan group when called com- effectively wild. Okay. Yeah. And it's, I've- and it's, it's a, a group that's, um, 
a bunch of people who geek out about a baseball podcast. Yeah, yeah. Run by uh, uh, Ben Lindbergh, who writes for The Ringer. Okay. Uh, It's like a baseball... Uh, no, it's like, you know, who Bill Simmons is the sport Boston sports guy. He used to be big on ESPN and, and then he started a, a sports site called, uh, Grantland. And now, okay. uh, the ringer is kind of his new thing. And he pulls sort of the best of the best up yeah. and coming, uh, sports and pop culture writers. And so Ben Lindbergh. Okay. Runs it off there. So does your, does your, uh, I don't know if I want to call it an obsession, but your, your passion for baseball numbers and stats, does that translate to your hockey fandom at all? So this is interesting because I grew up playing hockey as, as any, you know, small town Canadian boy who gets thrown on a pair of skates when you're two or three years old does. (laughs) It's just how it goes. Right. And so I played hockey through through minor, and we moved from a little town called Miami to to Carmen, Manitoba, when I was maybe ten years old. Okay. So I started to play through the Carmen Cougar minor hockey system, and played a couple of years of high school hockey, and won a couple of uh, zone championships. So basically, kind of like our district. Yeah. Played in the provincials here. Played at the old Winnipeg Arena. Nice. Played at the Max Bell as part of that, and traveled all over the province. Played different different tournaments, and and my first love though was kind of always baseball. Right. But I had a summer job and couldn't play baseball mm. during the summer, and so uh, you know, stats has always been kind of one of my things. And so when I moved to the city. I used to play at the Canland. It was called the Highlander yeah. then. And I stopped when I was about 25 years old because it was like, it was the Wild West. There was like drinking beers on the bench and yeah. fights every game. And <laughs> it got really, really chippy. Yeah. And it was just like, you know what? Um, I make my money with my face. <laughs> and... I'm too old for this yeah, shit, right? Yeah. And I'm not going. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to the, to yeah. the NHL anytime soon. And it sort of coincided with the Jets leaving, and then my favorite team growing up, the Quebec Nordiques, mm. leaving. Yeah. And there's for the listener, he's got a Quebec Nordiques T-shirt on. Two or three. I work. should have wore my Nordiques T-shirt. I got a Joe Sackick Nords. See, team. that's my guy. Yeah, I love that's Joe. my guy right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but there was like two or three work stoppages over. A, yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? Gary Bettman's a tool. <laughs> and I, all the teams that are gone, the, the, the local team is gone. The team that I love is gone. Yeah. Screw it. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. And just kind of stop paying attention. Stop paying attention. And I was telling Randy before, uh, before he got here uh, a couple years ago, my son, Ethan, who is, who is nine, became obsessed with the Jets all of a sudden mm. the, during the, the, this was two years ago, during the big playoff run, right? right? Yeah. About six weeks prior, he got super excited about the Jets. He's just like, hey, you want to watch Jets game, Dad? I'm like, yeah. yeah, okay, sure. I'll sit here and watch <laughs> with you. And, and it just kind of, that switch yeah. went off and it was, I was right in on it again. Yeah. And, 
And then when the chance to play again, you know, I started playing again last year, hadn't put on all my equipment in about 17 years. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Dom, who you skate with on yeah. Friday nights. That's right, yeah. We play a Tuesday night game with a few of the same guys. And so, you know, after two or three shaking the rust off, it was just like, why did I ever stop doing this? <laughs> yeah. You know, just the... It's kind of just like, I think we've all gone through that thing in our lives where it's like, like, cause I, when I, I stopped playing when I was 17 or something like that, maybe 18, no 17. And it was just like, I was just like, I'm done. And then I didn't play again until I was 30, Yeah, you know? And, uh, and I didn't, I bear, like I paid a little bit of attention to hockey along the way, but mm -hmm. I didn't pay attention. There was, there was a good number of years there where I just kind of tuned it out. And I don't really know why, but just, you know, whatever, we all have our reasons. And I think like, I don't know if we were talking about this on the show before, or if this was, uh, maybe, maybe the time we had Pat on, actually, we probably talked about this, but yeah, we all kind of find our way back to the game. Eh? And then it's like, now it's like, oh, I couldn't imagine not playing, even though it hurts me all the time. <laughs> I'm always getting injuries. Actually, because we have a, a baseball fanatic here, sure, I have a guilty pleasure question. Yeah, okay. and then then we'll get to the Jets talk oh, in, in are the we second period. Are we talking baseball now? Uh, well, we're talking mm -hmm. baseball just for one one question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some major news came out today. Oh, yeah. yeah, with the Houston Astros. Huge. Do you know anything about this, Tom? Uh, they were stealing signs yeah. or something. Yeah. So just give give me your take on that because that's like. It's a pretty huge punishment, mm -hmm. but also the fact that this is this was a team that just recently won a World Series, right? Yeah, they're one of the best ago? teams. Two in years baseball. ago, yeah. So then, you know what? You know, just give me your thoughts on on uh, you know for the listener. Basically, the Houston Astros were using, uh, I guess, a combination of video cameras and smashing <laughs> a garbage can to it's like relay signs to the batter. Uh, so then they were knowing if there was a fastball coming or something off speed or whatever, basically. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. yeah. So and I mean, just give me your thoughts on, on, you know, what happened? Like, were you surprised to hear that a team like that was cheating and, and the fact that, you know, the punishment came down today? No, not at all. I mean, you know what? I, I would liken it to the new England Patriots, all of the cheating allegations that have gone, gone against them too. Right. I think that within pro sports, it doesn't matter what league that you're in, there is so much riding on raising that banner, right? The teams will They'll do ex exhaust all options, right? And, and it goes back to the start of organized, organized sports, right? Pro organized professional sports. You see... Uh, history is littered with people cheating in one way or another, fixing games, doing mm. doing anything to maintain a competitive edge. And, I mean, it's kind of amazing if you've, again, because I'm part of this baseball nerd group, right? God love them. I'm a, I'm a baseball <laughs> yeah. nerd. I'm, I'm a sports Certified nerd, nerd, pop yeah. culture nerd, music nerd, right? I use the term um, with love. Yeah. But the level of cheating that the Houston Astros employed. Like they were using video cameras, 
you know, like you said, there was a guy in the dugout beating uh, on the top of a garbage oh, can. Really? Like Mickey Moose, he gets the garbage can going. <laughs> Wait, it was like bang. one bang was like fastball and two yeah. bangs was like off speed. Really? And, it's, like and it's amazing. Like you can go back and you can watch YouTube videos and no you just but you hear it yeah you hear it in the back the background right and i mean like you think about packed house crowds going wild Mm. all the noise and there it is like just ringing like a bell but they went like they used uh electronic pulses under bandages where they would like trigger things and unbelievable and like you think about sign stealing and and so did it shock me no because i knew that major league baseball needed to it was so egregious they gotta send and they needed to send a message so they suspended they suspended the owner or sorry suspended the general manager uh jeff lou now for a year and they suspend suspended the the manager aj hinch for a year and within an hour the owner, the owner fired, fired them both. Yeah, and it's interesting because Dom, our our mutual friend, uh, is a big Red Sox fan. Okay, and his manager, Alex Cora, was the bench coach in Houston. Mm. And so, not only is he embroiled in the Houston scandal, now there's also a, a Red because, Red Sox well, scandal. Weren't the Jays weren't the Blue Jays accusing the Red Sox of stealing Blue Jays signs? Are, blue, there's. There's an investigation on the Red Sox. There's an investigation on on the Yankees, wow. which you know it's about time because yeah, well, can I, yeah. Can oh I, yeah, yeah like, fuck the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, those guys are assholes. Yeah, no, I um, agree. Yeah, fuck the Yankees. Uh, so you know it's it's interesting. What's what's kind of ironic to me though is that you know Hall of Fame time for Major League Baseball is coming up, and there's a lot of people myself included, hoping that Canadian legend Larry Walker gets into the Hall of Fame. And one of the things that's going to hurt his chances is that his ballot is kind of bogged down with a bunch of guys who are suspected steroid cheats, guys like mm. Barry Bonds and Clemens and Sammy Sosa. And, yeah, yeah. And, they were all contemporaries. And baseball has never given a definitive answer on those guys yeah but they were very this new cheat thing yeah they're very quick to act right Mm -hmm. and it was so obvious and i mean the two things are not the same but um i think it was interesting how hard the message was how relatively swift it was and it certainly set a precedent and like they're talking like alex cora he he all all the headlines said is alex cora to be suspended for very long time (laughs) so like is he gonna get like two successive sentences and like the pete rose thing like you're done bud like you know that's really sad i love pete rose Mm. i mean he's a shitbird he he bet on his yeah on his opponents versus his own team and whatever we used to go to Vegas before our kids started to get older. We used to go to Vegas fairly frequently. You could find Pete Rose pretty easily. <laughs> like he was, he was conducting uh, uh, autograph signings, sort of pop-up autograph signings yeah. at mini malls and, nice. and weird locations because yeah. he had to make the money, yeah. make the paper and yeah. spend it all on the ponies and For whatever sure. else. That's sad. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a gambling man myself, but, um, way she goes well i i appreciate the, the baseball 
knowledge that you've yeah. uh, talking hockey, the yeah. baseball talking yeah. show. <laughs> but yeah, let's take a break here and let's get to some Jets talk yeah, here and well, in, in uh, period number two. And then what are we gonna do in period three? Yeah, we're probably gonna talk about our dream team Canada lineup for the Olympics. Should that come to fruition? And uh, we might play a little bit of hockey card war and stuff. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Right on. All right. All right, all right, all right. It's Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Welcome back for period number two. It's uh, season two, episode 12. We've got special guest UMFM Jared on the 13. air with us today. Yeah, number 13. Sorry. Unlucky Lucky, 13. Lucky was, 13. Yeah. Um, well, Actually, speaking of 13, Ovechkin passed Solani today for goals. Really? Like, like career goals? Yeah, like 585 to 584 or whatever oh, it was. Wow. But yeah, I just saw just before Two we started guys recording. Who, no, never mind. Ovechkin's never worn 13. Just one guy who wore 13. And eight. They both wore eight, though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, sorry to cut you off there. Hey, but. no problem. I'm all about the fun facts. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's get into this second period here with a little bit of talk about what's going on in the, in the bigs right now. And... Uh, I think at the forefront of everybody's um, uh, attention span, I don't know what I'm trying to say, the Battle of Alberta looks like it's back in a big way. The Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers had a doozy of a game on Saturday. Oilers won 4-3. Winning goal came on a power play that was the result of... uh, Calgary won. Calgary won 4-3. Sorry, yeah, Yeah. I had it backwards there, boys. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) Jeez, don't I look the fool. Um, I'm supposed to have a talking hockey podcast here. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Calgary won 4-3. Winning goal came on a power play that was the result of Zach Cassian getting uh, two in a game. Is that a thing? You know, he got a double minor in a game. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. The, Matthew, ended up Kuch- getting Matthew one, Kuchuk turtled. I think he got 14 penalty minutes. Yep. Yeah, so it wasn't a fighting major. It was... Double roughing <laughs> yeah, there was, there was no Punching fight. a guy defending yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah. so, um, of course, the, it happened. Kachuk uh, hit him a couple times. Three with, times. Yeah, got yeah. Him, caught him a couple times. Popped the lid off uh, twice, I think. And the third one, old Zach said, well, bud, that's enough of that. And so he goes, and it was, if I don't mind saying so myself, it was a charge, if nothing else. It wasn't like a dirty hit. But he basically skated across the zone to go hit him. He went to go get him. Yeah. yeah. So like that's a charging penalty that wasn't called as such. But what are you gonna do? And but but Cassian was like, "All right, well, are you hungry? Because I got some knuckle sandwiches for you." <laughs> and he started feeding them. But Kachuk didn't want to drop the mitts, and he just kind of turtled, as you <laughs> yeah. say. Yeah. And uh, real tuck and duck. Yeah. And as a result. Calgary got the power play, and, and I think it was Johnny Goudreau who scored uh, the the game winning goal. And uh, so the news came down today: Zach Cassian suspended two games. Guess who the first game 
uh, back after his suspension is. It's it's those Edmonton Oilers. I Sorry, hope, he's I, on the Edmonton. It's the Calgary Flames. I hope him and Kachuk line up, you know, against each yeah. other right off the opening draw. Yeah. And they just drop the mitts, get it over with, and then yeah. get back to her. But yeah. honestly, I hate both teams. So the more they beat the crap out of each other, the better. Yeah, but they're both playing really good hockey right now. And I just think it would be God's gift to the hockey world if he could give us a Calgary-Alberta playoff. Or, I can't even. A Calgary-Edmonton. Calgary-Alberta versus Edmonton-Alberta playoff series. It's the Brazen Hall IPA here that's getting to you there, Tommy. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing too, right? Because before the game, they're tied. Yeah. 53 points apiece, yeah, right? Yeah. And the Calgary win sends them into first place, yeah. not only in the division, but in the conference. Yeah. And sends Edmonton down into to the wild card. Yeah. It's, Which is that, it's obscene how tight the Pacific the West, is very the, tight. Oh, the, the whole Western Conference oh, is, for sure, is crazy. We'll get into the so, Jets so in a Calgary's second. Calgary's above St. Louis? No. No, sorry. Oh, so they're first in the Pacific. Pacific. Yeah, they're okay. t- and they're, they're tied with uh, Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, with a just because they have a game in but yeah, with Calgary lo- or sorry with Edmonton losing that game, mm-hmm. yeah, they they I think either went down to a wild card or out of a wild card. No, they're in eighth spot yeah. right now, yeah. right behind Vegas. And this this will change on the daily until yeah. Oh, yeah. until the end of the season. And yeah. if the Jets are going to get into the playoffs, they're going to have to put up some points. And it'll be like last day of the season that they sneak in. But we'll we'll talk about the Jets in a second. We've got to we got to get on this Battle of Alberta stuff a little it's more. Ni- you know what? It's nice to see both teams being competitive. Yeah, because it's been and, too long and giving a shit. Yeah. Um. One of my greatest hockey memories, the going to see a game. So my uncle Len was a city of Calgary firefighter. Okay. And we went and saw him one year at Christmas. I must have been maybe nine, ten years old. Yeah. Sort of right in the heat of the Oilers the dynasty. 80s, 80s Oilers. And went to the Saddle Dome and saw the Oilers and the Flames play. Oh, wow. And it was not much of a hockey game because the Oilers dominated. I think they ended up winning seven or eight to two. Yeah. But... In the last, I want to say, two minutes, Gretzky doing what Gretzky does, mm. looping back, picking up picking up the puck behind the net, and Doug Risebrow, who was the captain for the Flames at the time, just kind of tracking him the whole way. <laughs> and Gretzky hit his blue line, and Risebrow hooks him, trips him. Yeah. Gretzky gets up, Risebrow. Trips him again, <laughs> skates a little bit, trips him again, and the crowd, we're in Calgary, is going absolutely They're nuts, just, just cheering it, loving it. Yeah. And finally, the ref, after he got, <laughs> Gretz yeah. got tripped three or four times. Gretz him a penalty on Gave him a 10, 10 minute like oh, wow. misconduct, yeah. and that was it for him. Yeah. I'm surprised, uh, you know, Marty McSorley or somebody like that didn't. Uh, Cement, cement head. Yeah, Dave Cementco there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that might have been before McSorley came along. I'm yeah. not really sure of the timeline, but it's just been a long time since the Battle of Alberta meant anything. And, you know, like you're saying, Ryan, you're not a big fan of either because growing up here in Winnipeg, you're a well, we all, through and through Jets yeah. fan. And we were just got, elim- got eliminated by either the, the Flames or, or the Oilers. Yeah. So 
Yeah. I, me growing up on the East Coast where I had no allegiances and being born on the same day as the great one, um, you know, <laughs> I took I took sides with Edmonton and I still have a soft spot for them. So it's been painful to watch how crappy they've been for the last decade. But like, you know, they have promise. Uh, and, and it's nice to see that they're both kind of doing good. And, and when they play each other, just the the vitriol, it's thick. Well, and it's, it's, it's good too because... They actually completed a trade in the off season. That's yeah. right. Yeah, the it's just like, hey, Neil. hey, here, here, you can have my garbage, yeah. and I'll take your garbage. Except that, and, except that Jimmy Neal, yeah, he's got, has, has been okay. Twenty goals almost, and Lucic is still Lucic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Lucic apparently now with frosted tips. Yeah, right? well, like I, why don't you tell six, us with this little story? So, you know, I was out in Calgary there. I had a shoot with the Canadian Lacrosse Federation and uh, walking through the Chinook Mall. And who do I see? Zach Ronaldo walking up and down the mall, you know, maybe looking for deals, maybe looking for pants. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Just point him towards the bay. Bay is that way, bud. But uh, he's sporting his brand new bleached haircut. Uh, I guess him and Lucic had the old uh, (laughs) high school hockey, you know, yeah. Ritual where you all dye your hair together, and yeah. maybe they did that in the hotel room after the last road game or something. Yeah. But, anyways, Zach Ronaldo was cruising the mall there with his kid. I didn't say anything to him because, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I want to let the guy like live his life and whatever. Zach but and Millie frosted tips forever. Pretty cool to see. Uh, he's not even that big. So maybe yeah. I still have a shot at making the NHL. There you go. <laughs> you know, I, I was at the Chinook Center years ago and I saw Thier. Theron Fleury there. Of course, it was at a book signing at Chapters. But I didn't know that that was happening. And I just like walked in. And I'm like mm-hmm. looking oh. at this big display of Theron Fleury books. And I'm like, oh, would you look at that? And then I like look over and I'm like, oh, would you look at that? There's Theron Fleury. So I bought a book and he signed it. And that was that. Maybe a future local legend. Yeah. Speaking oh, yeah. of which, we're not going to do one this episode just to yeah. dedicate more time to uh, chat and hockey with uh, Jared here. But Jared, what, what are your, what, what's your take on the, you know, the suspension came down today. Cassian has got two games. Uh, is that enough? Is that not enough? Should he have been suspended? What, what's your take on the whole scenario? Basically, yeah. uh, Kachuk should have dropped, dropped the mitts and they should have just chucked nuts and went for it or what? Yeah. Well, okay, okay. So as I've alluded to, it's been a while since I avidly followed hockey. Yeah. And, you know, I grew up with with the game where this stuff kind of policed itself yeah. on the ice. And, you know, guys had a bit of a beef. They had it out. And that was that. And everybody went their separate ways. And yeah, it was kind of... I don't know. It's... It, probably it, given the circumstances, sure, whatever. But... Well, I think Milan Lucic got a one-game suspension for punching a guy in a scrum earlier this season. No. And uh, it wasn't really the same thing because it was more of a scrum, and I think Lucic just gave him a cheap, like, uh, what do you call that when you hit a guy and he's not suspecting it? Sucker, Sucker punch. punch. Yeah. 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 And uh, see, I got, I so got, with, I got problems with that. But that one, it's, I, I kind of do too. But in that one, it's like, okay, it's a sucker punch. That now, was this, the one where they were going behind the net, there, right? Like, I believe so. Yeah, yes. yeah, that that was bad. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this, don't tell me that Kachuk doesn't know something's coming. You know what I mean? Because he goes and, like we say, kind of tracked him down, and and gave him a. It was a, it was a good body check, but. You know, it's hockey. You hit a guy a few times, expect 
a little something well, back, right? And what what kind of bothers me too is, you know, the guy involved, right? His dad, yeah, did not shy away from from being physical, no, and yeah. well, you his know, brother too is a bit of a prick. Yeah, they're kind of they're, they're all cut from that same cloth, but <laughs> you know. But like, was Keith Kachuk a fighter? Not necessarily. Yeah. Oh, like, he's he's he he's like to stir up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he was a shit disturber. But and as far as the '90s go, he wasn't a quote unquote fighter because you had no, guys like yeah. Probert and no, no, whoever that took Kachuk, care of that. He business. was like your your power forward, yeah, like exactly. 100 points, 100 a hundred points, hundred pins kind of guy. Yeah, He'll drop the mitts, but yeah. it's not his forte. Forte, not his yeah. forte, but you know, yeah. if yeah. he was standing in, in front time, of the net, and in that time you had to. Whereas yeah. now it's kind of like fighting is obviously way it's, down in it's the fairly NHL, passe, and it's just you know it's kind of the way it is. But if ever there was a time, that would have been it. Yeah. I think. Okay, so watch the Oilers miss the playoffs by like two points, and that is oh, the win that eh? you could dial it back to. Oh. Um, but anyways, I'm gonna like let's. One last thought on that, and then let's move on to some yeah, Jets here. Sure. But I've got some homework for you guys. Go home, watch the clip of when, just before Cassian <laughs> feeds it to him, and watch what Connor McDavid does. Yeah, we saw this on Saturday. <laughs> we were at the at the public house yeah. and uh, kind of caught this. It was just, just go had watch a good that. laugh about it. Okay. It's pretty funny. Basically, uh, Kachuk comes in, hits Cassian. Cassian loses Lynn, takes him a second to turn around and be like, what? the fuck and then <laughs> in the meantime mcdavid comes in and gives <laughs> gives kachuk the the hit from behind pretty little much. bit of business yeah. and then immediately disappears <laughs> 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 so pretty funny but uh yeah no that was a great game and um looking forward to the rematch when yeah Cassie comes i will back. tune in for that one yeah, for sure, for sure. No, after for the sure. all-star break i guess yeah. but yeah so you know Getting to the Jets here, Jared, you know, our our hometown team here just can't seem to win in their own barn. You know, what are your what are your thoughts on, you know, Tommy and I have obviously talked Jets for a while. We want to hear your thoughts on mm. on the season so far. You know what? I mean, I think that coming into the year, given losses and, and new guys coming in and Maybe not as good as some of the guys who were headed out, out of Less town. Less heralded, if yeah, you will. right? I mean, I think that people kind of expected that it wasn't going to be the Jets of two years ago. And maybe we were going to sort of come in in the 7-8 the or 6-7-8 uh, yeah. sort of playoff spots. Um, they seem to have been hit with an inordinate amount of injuries this yeah. year when they don't have the sort of depth that they've had in the past. And it's crazy how much they've got banged up on the blue line. Well, and all through the lineup, but especially it seems like and, the blue line. And it's like, yeah, exactly. Like, they have no d- defensive depth, yeah. right? And I mean, you've got, you're signing guys like, like Dahlstrom and uh Spiza. 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 And I think Spiza has been I've quite liked him to be honest. I think he's yeah. been real good. Yeah. But uh, Tony Potato too, yeah. right? You know, like And, and, potato, and Tony Potato uh sorry to interject, but like the last game against Nashville, Tucker Pullman goes out early in the first period and so the five D they all get their ice times elevated. Young Sammy Niku gets his most uh Career high of uh, time on ice, like 21, 22 minutes. Tony right? Potato was the the 
he had the least amount of all the all five. But I will say he's won me over. Um, he as, as long as he keeps it simple, that's that. Well, and, and that's and I, the thing. And I'm all about how he talks like a. Well, I mean, he's from New York, so he's got that New York accent. I kind of love it. But I, and I think that you know what, amongst the the smart Mark Jets fans, right? He's become kind of a punching bag for this sure, year, for sure, because he's the of easy target. Yeah. the first sort of ten to fifteen games, yeah. he was kind of yeah. awful. Oh yeah, but he has he's he's a bottom pair defenseman. He's a seventh defenseman. He's yeah. a guy who gets the least amount of minutes. Um, the problem is, is that they don't have the same depth no. on defense that they once did. Because where he's the seventh pairing defenseman, he's playing what like a f- the fourth. Yeah, you know what oh, I mean. So and and then you throw him out there with Kulikov, who yeah. I mean, Kulikov has he has limitations. Yeah, right. And he's coming back from injury. My son Ethan and I, he is he's kind of our f- favorite tongue in cheek defenseman. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you guys ever listen to uh, 1290 and you hear the aluminum commercial? You yeah, know, yeah, the, yeah. the menomena. Yeah. So <laughs> aluminum has been replaced with Kulikov in, in our house. <laughs> and we were watching the game uh, maybe a couple nights ago. And it was against Boston. Yeah. And the Boston announcers were calling him Kuliukov. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just like, you know what? Like this guy's a rookie. He's been yeah, in the league for a while. Um, and he also played for Buffalo before too. Yeah, and Buffalo would have played Boston, played Boston time. a hundred times. Florida? Yeah. Yeah. No, he's been, he's been yeah. around. Yeah. Um, you know what? It's. Yeah. I worry about the sort of the ticking time bomb decision of is Bufflin coming back? Is Bufflin not coming back? What's going on with Bufflin? Because if he's coming back, fantastic. Yeah. But it's going to take him a little while to get into game shape, but they're holding a piece of that cap for him when he inevitably comes back. Because you can't go and uh, fill it because then if he's ready to come back, yeah. No. Since we last recorded, so we've been off for a couple weeks now because we kind of dropped the ball last week. Not really. We just took a break. But um, uh, Darren Drager, everybody's favorite hockey insider, reported that uh, Bufflin is... uh, We're all feeling very cautiously optimistic again, and Bufflin is skating. Optimism is growing. Yes, it it is growing. The optimism is growing. Uh, Bufflin's skating, I guess. Um, And uh, so he tweeted this out, and then you shared a thing on our... our, uh, team whatsapp uh, chat about <laughs> what was the quote it's like yeah when bufflin yeah, is when, drinking li- when bufflin switches to light beer at the pub and puts a sign on his fishing shack that says gone skating then we'll go ahead and say he's coming back but until then just keep the cautiously optimistic tweets uh okay so i'll put <laughs> to it to you I, i'll put it to you guys at what point is enough enough yeah. with with buff like Enough's enough with Buff. Sounds pisser, like a good pisser, podcast. But pisser, <laughs> like pisser, get off the pot. Like, are you coming back or are you not coming back? Here's what I think, and um, this is just me, but I I think that basically, so he's had the surgery, he's mm-hmm. rehabbing, he's now under the guidance of the team, back on the ice, mm-hmm. skating, getting a feel for the ankle. If he can, if he can say to himself, "Yeah, I can make this work," let's go. He's back on the team. 
Right. If he if he's skating and says it ain't gonna work, boys, he's retiring. Yeah. I don't think he plays for anybody else. Yeah. I don't think the Jets trade him or his rights or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just think that's it. You yeah. know. I I think and then, th- that you're you're right. I I can't see Dustin Bufflin going to play for another team. I don't no, think the no. Jets are gonna trade him. But I also think they know what's happening. Right. Like I think they probably. They have a better idea than yeah, the general public. It, I, like I, I would assume that it's like, okay, we're gonna get Bufflin back at the end of February, so let's just, you know, maintain status quo until then, and then we'll ride it out or whatever. But like, when it comes to the, the Jets, and whether it's July first, free agent day, yeah. and you see every other th- team make a signing and the Jets don't, mm-hmm. they they just don't play that. That no. game of, of of drastic decisions and you know making no. big moves. No, so I sure. think they're they're just gonna play the long game. Yeah. I think probably they guaranteed they know what, what's happening and they're gonna be like, Yeah, Dustin Bufflin is skating with a private trainer right now, he'll be good to go by whatever. Like Yeah. And I, I mean I, that's about and and I mean that's as as valuable. That could be the best trade deadline acquisition so. is totally. a guy like that right because you're not giving up your first round draft pick or again some prospect or whatever no. yeah, I, th- yeah. I think the only trade the jets should make if, if they do make a deadline trade like if say if bufflin does come back i think they need to trade like a a, a player like p- trade roslovic or somebody appleton whoever you could get like a really good defense or like like a middle, like maybe a, a middle, two, three, four sorry. defenseman or something. Yeah. You're not going to get a number one guy. So if you mm-hmm. give Roslovic and a second round pick or something, I think you and, need to. And who can you who can you anticipate getting back for something like that? As far as who could potentially come to Winnipeg? Yeah, like I don't who know, maybe you, like a guy like Hamannek or something like that. Like, but I don't think Calgary at this point is going to trade Hamannek. However, he is a free agent at the end of the year, and I could see Winnipeg maybe making a pitch to him P- potentially. Uh, but I, I would say I know that the way that Chevelle, like, and I, I, you know, I don't know the off the top yeah. of my head here. Yeah. yeah. But like, he he would want to make a deal for somebody that's signed. Right. So like, you know, but if, think, obviously, if you're going to give up yeah. Roslovic, um, I love the guy. I use his hockey stick. Yeah. It's an amazing stick. Big Roslovic fan. Yeah. But um, maybe he's just not panning out, and maybe you can cash in on his potential. Exactly. And. But to his hometown Columbus Blue Jackets. And getting someone back that, uh, you know, not Zach Wierenski. Yeah, cool. the, great. The Jackets, See, that would be wonderful. The Jackets probably aren't giving up Wierenski or Jones. No. You know what I mean? But, like, uh, I don't know who else they got on the blue line there. But maybe there's somebody decent. See, there's got to be somebody that's signed for, like, another year got or Got a couple two. years. Yeah. yeah. See, they were talking at the beginning of the year as as seeing the Jets and the Oilers as being good trade partners. Yeah. And they were talking maybe Mathieu Perrault going to Edmonton and one of their defensemen coming back this way. So, like, they talked about Chris Russell, which, eh, whatever. Uh, But Edmonton has a lot of younger guys who are ready to come up from Vancouver. um, uh, The other B, what's the other guy's name? Starts with a B. I'm not going to think of it, but anyway. Yeah, and so, uh, see, I read a lot. Do you guys read The Athletic at all? 
Uh, for the most part, yeah. Like not yeah. not daily, but I, I I check in. Yeah. Yeah, I find as my interest in hockey has sort of been regenerated. They have good content. A part part of it is because I've got a subscription to the Athletic and yeah. I read everything, and I find that the Edmonton beat writers are fantastic because they were both like local cult hero bloggers. And uh, this one guy, Low Tide, talks about a lot of potential fits between the Jets Mm. and and Edmonton. I remember in the summer there was a lot of uh, talk about Ehlers for Nugent Hopkins. That, uh, I'm well, glad that didn't happen. Yeah, I'm, no, yeah. I'm also glad it didn't. Although I like Nugent Hopkins, but uh, but Ehlers I, is signed for six years. Yeah, six exactly. Years. And I'm, I think I'm more I th- of a Nick Ehlers guy. I and think. I think right now, Nicolage. like the the top two lines that the Jets are rolling out are as good as 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 they have been. For sure, right? I like them a lot. I and I like only... that they've broken up the t- the two the Wheeler and Scheif yeah, yeah. and and. My only question is that that right wing spot on the second line where Roslovich is currently sitting. We've seen Adam or Andrew Kopp. It's officially Kopp now. No, it was back to Ross. No, the other th- day. This, this morning it was Kopp at, at practice. Okay, all yeah. right. So, yeah. but then but then you're splitting Lowry and Kopp and their magic together. I'd like to see Dylan Harkins get a or Jansen J- Jansen Harkins Jansen Harkins get a shot there. Um, I don't know, but Apple, like that's Appleton. a spot that Apple, yeah. like he. He's playing, on, he's playing on the fourth line there. Yeah, I've liked his game lately. He had that shorty fast. against Toronto, um, and he's been playing pretty decent. But like, I think, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough, tough call. And they've been playing uh, Bork lately as well. So yeah, um, it's kind of like there's they're like they sent Logan Shaw down. Um, See, I like Logan Shaw. Yeah, I, I like to. I like, I like what he was doing as well. And I like, um, I like, I like Shazzy, and I like Shorzy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Nick Shore. Yeah, Shore's I, been doing pretty good in yeah. that fourth line center role, and I think he's a pretty good fit there. He's exactly um, what you need yeah. from a fourth line center. Yeah, they, there's a few guys that I just wish had a little bit better puck luck or hands, and Adam, uh, uh, Andrew Cop. And Nick Shore are two of them. Well, Andrew Kopp's <laughs> breakaway there yeah, against exactly. Nashville. Well, and they put him on the power play, and he they did that down low to the slot, like the, the Connor to Shifley, except on PP2, it moves to the other side of the net. Yeah. And they did that, and Kopp... Is Kopp just in the slot? Or yeah, Kopp's in the slot, yeah. and he just can't do the... He can't get, you know, the shot's not there. Yeah. No. Uh, the one-timer quick release, it's not there. And that's whatever it is, what it is. But like, I'm just kind of like, well, I don't know. You got to find somebody else to go there. Nothing against Andrew Cop, because I think he's a good player. He's a real good, like, uh, solid, See, a solid I, player, and he gets his offensive chances. But he's like me; he's got the hands of stone, can't finish. But I think, <laughs> I think, like, I love guys like Cop yeah. and Lowry. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big Adam Lowry guy. You know the, those are the guys that I was, win, I, win go, games go. for you. Yeah. 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 Unless but, it's Nashville on Sunday afternoon yeah. and Lowry's the guy that loses kinda, it for kind of technically yeah. lost it yeah. for them. But, but I mean, shit happens. I, I've never been a skilled hockey player. I've been a third line, yeah. like muck. Go, in go, and, go yeah. in the corner, Put go in the corner, stand on. in front of the net, puck goes in off your ass, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Right. But that's those guys are my people that's yeah. that's what i like and i think if you're trying to 
put those guys into headline roles. Yeah. It's not it's well, not that's it's not going to work. Don't know about Andrew Cop on the second line with Wheeler and Ehlers. But maybe it'll work out good because he's a real guy that can get that cycle going and all the rest of it. And then you let he'll your do the, you let your do the dirty, he'll do the dirty work. Yeah, let right? Nikolaj do the fancy uh, between the legs sort of yeah. whatever crazy goals. You know, and and you it's know. it's probably also like that uh, maneuver for Paul Maurice to try and get Jack Rostovic going. Yeah. Yeah, like lighting a fire. Yeah, him, like right? you're down to the third line. You're gonna play a little bit less. You're not playing with Blake Wheeler anymore or Ehlers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we need you to work harder, and you can work your way back up to that spot instead of just keeping him there and being like, "We'll reward you for still not scoring." Yeah, yeah. And I think like I think the potential is there. I think Roslovic could e- easily like. Score 20, 25. Like, the skill is there. He's fast. He's got good hands. He's got yeah. a great shot. His shooting percentage, I don't have anything in front of me to tell me what it is, but it must be not. It must be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, he gets his chances. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Takes a lot of shots. Doesn't, yeah. get a, doesn't then, score a lot of goals. And I don't know. Like, it seems like maybe we'll have to get Matt's stats on this next week or in a week or two. But, like, Line's shooting percentage, like, not where it probably should be. Um, yeah, like uh, a lot of the guys, I feel like, uh, you know, aside from uh, uh, Shifley and, and Connor. Ehlers, Connor, and Connor yeah. those three are scoring goals kind of as expected, I think. But but the shooting percentages have been a little iffy for a few of the boys. And, um, you know, maybe it all it is is just like things will turn. You keep putting the pucks to the net and eventually they're going to go in. Like, mm-hmm. that's what they say, right? So it'll be interesting to see how the Jets treat the trade deadline and, and the sort of the weeks leading up to the trade deadline this year because the last two years, right? Yeah. You've been working from a, a power position. Exactly. They've kind where, of been more like up where up you here. know you know that you're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. And you're solidifying you're you're bulking up right you're bringing in you're bringing in Stastny or you're bringing in I mean Kevin Hayes last year was whatever but you're bringing in the reinforcements to kind of take your group and push it to the next level and this year currently right you're on the outside you're on the you're on the outside looking in right are we buying are we selling what are we doing and uh, in terms of like implications for because again small market Canadian team you've always got to be looking at not only this year but next year and the year after that and probably five years down the road yeah. and so who are they going to be bringing on and I don't think are, they'll be going after a rental like Hayes or Stastny or, I, 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 if I had to put money on it I'd say they're not making any moves no, they they would just take take who they have and let's just see what we got. But I wouldn't mind seeing like um, if you if if there's a certain depth defenseman, and I'm not talking like super depth, like I, like a certain somewhere in that four to six spot role, like a, a an NHL defenseman that you could acquire for not a first round pick, but like say like you know. A, a lower draft pick, third or fourth, yeah, exactly. Or fifth. Like if I would could, say, if though, like do that. if if I, if I have learned anything from Chevy from the 
time the Jets have been here, I would say that that's a move that he would make in the off season. Right. And he's like, he's not going to mess with. Because probably at the deadline, you're not going to find that deal. Because the, 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 the prices go way up, yeah. you know, no. and it's like, you might be able to get not Jake Muzzin, but like someone like Jake Muzzin, Martinez mm-hmm. maybe, or something like that. Yeah. You're not going to, because they're the, the, cost for them at the deadline would be so much higher because exactly. teams are desperate. Yeah. But whereas like in the off season, you might be able to get one of those guys. Yeah. It, like I said, if you know, here we are on January 13th, I'm going to say that the jets are going to stand pat and only just try and, uh, get the Dustin Bufflin acquisition. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> you know, uh, addition through within kind of thing, yeah. you know, yeah. like yeah. I thought that's kind I- of what, Brian Little should, might be back soon. Right. So you're saying he's back skating. Like at the morning skate, he was wearing the yellow jersey I saw there on the Jets Twitter there. And, nice. Uh, well, that's good news. Yeah. So if he, if he comes back, then Bork gets bumped out or whatever. And yeah. Hopefully this- that's kind of what it is. Like you keep Wheeler on that second line center and Shore stays in the lineup and everything like that. And maybe you just put like, yeah, Bork out and you kind of bump the... Lines and little can go on the third line or fourth line, whatever. And I think he'd be good on the third line there. Um, put like, I don't know, Lowry, Little, and Perot. Like that's a that's a good unit. Speaking I'd... of which, I saw Matthew Perot this morning. Hell yes. <laughs> yeah. Where I was walking here to the underground bunker. Yeah. I was at a Confusion Corner, yeah. and Matthew Perot drove right by me. Oh, Matty P. On numero, numero 85. Yeah. I was going to say it in French, and then I realized I don't know how to say 85 in French. It's all good. We're an English podcaster. <laughs> uh, do we have Language any more, laws, any more oh, wait, Jets topics, or should we get, get to the main event here? Yeah, let's move on. I don't know. What else do we got to say about the Jets? Go Jets go? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much? Just keep A couple getting... of tough games this week. Yeah, they yeah, got it'll, it'll upcoming. Well, so, Vancouver, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, upcoming tomorrow... And then uh, Tampa, Tampa later on. Yeah. Well, the so the Jets and Canucks are like fighting for that final wild card spot at this point. So the and they're they're just like at home. They're zero and six in their last six home games or whatever the story was today. Yeah. So they're 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 just the Bell MTS place used to be a place where teams didn't like to come. I think this year the tune has changed a little bit. So it's kind of weird. I don't really understand. And like. It's on it's on us as the fans to get that atmosphere going again. But the boys also got to give us something to cheer for. Yeah, uh, you know, ultimately you should be winning at home and I don't know why they're not winning. Yeah. Um if it's the fans then that's a poor excuse. Like, well, yeah, no exactly, but I think one thing we could do as fans could get some more chants going. It's been like a couple of years since there's been a good chant. You know what I mean? Like every, it seemed like every team that came to town, there was a chant ready for them. Well, whoever that guy was, he clearly moved away. <laughs> How did those start? Up in the three hundreds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where all good things start. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a I've got a pants question here for Jared. So maybe we'll roll the let's roll, roll the music the, yeah. and we'll get to it. We haven't heard our pants tune in a while, so let's get that on the go and then we'll get into her. Morning light, I pull on my jeans 
that song guys that's uh the blue jeans song it's putting the pants on you know what time it is what time is it it's time to put the pants on randy wearing the pants right yeah yeah yeah. what if we like should we like actually give this a proper we probably should because we can never get it right every time we're like the pants pants show the (laughs) pants episode Wearing the pants. Yeah, I think that's what it's it's wearing, wearing the, the pants, pants with Randy and Tom. Okay. Or Randy and Tom go to the bay. To wear the pants. <laughs> to wear the pants. So. Okay, so on this week's episode of Wearing the Pants, <laughs> um, you know, maybe let's take well actually I don't know who this would be. Maybe it's like Steve Eiserman still. Well who's the head of hockey Canada? Whoever, I guess maybe they probably haven't even named the GM. Yeah. But anyways, where we're Bob, going with Bob this? Bob Nicholson. He's the president. See, that's the guy of, I always uh, think of. Bob Na- Bob Nicholson. He's always whether there. or not he still is the president <laughs> okay, of so hockey. So let's Canada. say let's say this is Bob Nicholson. So yeah. uh, wherever he's from, let's say he's from Calgary, yeah. and we're gonna go to the Chinook Mall. Yeah, yeah. And we're gonna uh, we're walking down the hall the there, and, we, and there's Zach Ronaldo. No, we're not gonna say hi to him. We're gonna go right <laughs> to the bay to to go look for some. Pants, because on this week's episode of Wearing the Pants, my question for our guest here, Jared, is tell me who the lineup should be for Canada's next Olympic team. And by the looks of things, you brought some work with you. Assuming the next Olympics, 2022 in Beijing or wherever. Yes. Yeah. Beijing. Is NHL featuring players. NHL players. Yeah. Best on best. Yeah. Because we haven't had a best on best tourney in, in a few years. Since so the World Cup? Just inspired. Yeah. The the sort of World Cup. Uh, with Team with North team, America. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Team Young Stars yeah. and whatever. But like... I was inspired by the uh, World Juniors World over the juniors. holidays and just being like, God, I love international hockey. And With the best players. Yeah, uh, of that playing. age group or whatever. Yeah. So if you're and saying best on best, it's going to be NHL players because they're the best. Well, it's not going to be Chris Kelly centering yeah. the first line. Yeah. No offense, no disrespect Chris, no offense to Chris Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. He's speedy. Yeah. yeah. He was very he was good for Ottawa when he yeah. played yeah. there. Yeah. So Boston. The question for you, Jared is it's the Olympic year. Mm-hmm. Bob Nicholson said, I'm sick, man. I got the stomach flu. Dude, I need you to pick the lineup. Okay. So, and here's my Put pants. Put my pants on, <laughs> would you? Okay. <laughs> so what do you got? Okay, so. A pair of pleated khakis. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah. Some, something navy blue. Oh, they yeah, seem nice. to wear the dark, the yeah, dark yeah. Team Canada blazer. Yeah. So... I started thinking about this during the World Junior Championships as well because they kept showing uh, IIHF President René Fassel of Switzerland who is retiring this year. he's on his way out. He's been there since 1987. And he said that the last obstacle that he has to conquer before he sails off into the Swiss Alps is... He wants the professional players back on that big Olympic stage. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, thinking about it, I mean, Canada should always be in the hunt for a gold medal, right? Per capita, we've got more hockey players. Mm -hmm. And so when we talked about this prior to 
it was a bit of an exercise thinking about it because you're thinking of 2022. You're thinking who's you're going projecting to, a bit. You're projecting a bit. You're thinking, oh well, you know, uh, a guy like uh, Brad Marchand or Patrice Bergeron, who's been a mainstay of yeah. this system, is going to be there in two years. Well, two years from now, Patrice Bergeron is going to be 37. Yeah. Right. No offense, because I'm 43. He'll match his jersey number. But, you know, is he is he a little bit long in the tooth at right. that point? Or, right? Hockey, it's kind of a young man's game yeah. in terms of uh, especially playing on the big ice surface. So I kind of divided it into two different areas, right? Guys who I think They're they got to be there. Yeah. And then guys who are on the bubble. Yeah. So centermen. I had Connor McDavid. Yeah. McJesus. Kind of a no-brainer. Right? It's kind of a no-brainer. I had Sidney Crosby. Yeah. Right? He's going to be 34 at that point, but still. Yeah. I'm saying no-brainer. He's yeah. no-brainer. And Jonathan Tavares. Tavares, yeah. Okay. JT. How and old will JT be at that time? 31. Okay. And then on the bubble at the center center position, I had, I had Jonathan Taves. Taves, sir. I got Sean Couturier. Oh, I like that guy, yeah. Patrice Bergeron, yeah, and then I had uh, young Iceberg. guy, young guy, Braden Point. Point. Oh yeah, there's solid a bit player there. as, yeah. as a potential, yeah. right? And no, so you know, in past past international competition, Bergeron has not played down the middle. Mm, he's always kind of long. It's been that it's been that shutdown line with Marchand, Crosby, yeah. and Bergeron has yeah. been has been a big thing. Uh, at at right wing. Yeah, I think it, sorry, just go the ahead. Last sorry. last World Cup there, the twenty sixteen World Cup, Bergeron, Marchand, Crosby were a line. Yes, and that was like one of the best lines I've ever seen. And like that, the way they clicked, the way they played, and that's going back to they played together as a line at the World Junior Championships when it was in Grand Forks oh, wow. in okay. like early two thousands. Yeah, right. Yeah. A- am I missing anybody's potential up it's for conversation? Center. Mark Shifley? Yeah, so I got, I got, a... I got, just hold, the, hold <laughs> that thought. I got, I got. He's going to play wing for your team? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So on the right wing, I got Tyler Sagan. Yeah. I got Big Shife. Okay. My son's favorite player. Nice. Yeah. Shife the knife. <laughs> he's, he's a no doubter. Yeah. I uh, think so at this point. Young guy, Matthew Barzal from Barzal, the Islanders. For sure. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty he's, good. Crafty he's, little player. Yeah, he's crafty. Yeah. yeah. On that big ice. Yeah. 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 And then uh, the hometown boy, I wish he played for the Jets. Mark Stone. Mark Stone. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, I think, I think that he is going to Vegas and whatever. He's totally. He's elevated his game. He's he's leads the lead in two way guy takeaways, I believe. Yeah, and I think on this team Canada, I don't know who else you've even named, but I'm putting a letter A on on Stone's jersey. I think he's a beauty. Yeah, I think I, the C would go to Crosby. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Uh, so then, I didn't have anybody in the bubble on the right wing. Yeah. It all sort of starts to get yeah. hazy because. Yeah. How about Stamkos? Is he left wing? Stamkos left wing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So on the left wing, I had I had Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, he's Nathan, nasty Nathan. dog. To yeah. me, he's a no-brainer. Yeah, Stamkos. Yeah. And then Mitch Marner. Yes. Okay. Shout out to my daughter because 
She's kind of, she's kind of, she's kind of sweet. Name her on the team. She's kind of sweet. She's yeah. kind of sweet on Young Mitch. Yeah. Uh, now there's lots of bubble guys on the right side. Yeah. What about yeah. Huberdo? You got well. You, you got, got him he, on that list. Huberdo. You got Taylor Hall. Yeah. You got Marshawn. Yeah. You got Jamie Ben. Yeah. You got Claude Giroux. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, Max Domi, who you mentioned. Yeah. I, Je- Jeff Skinner. Yeah. And Tyler Bertuzzi, who's a yeah. young guy. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. You know, he's he's yeah. a little bit, maybe a little bit gritty. Yeah. Maybe. Well, but, I think you need an element of grit, which is why I like your Jamie Ben pick, honestly. Um, some might say his best days are behind him, and who knows where he'll be in two years. Two oh. years, he's 32 years old. Yeah. So He's I mean, a big boy, too. Like That's the thing. Yeah. He's good at a lot of things, and he's... Yeah, I think that you got to have a guy like that on your team. Yeah. So on the blue line, yeah. the back end, here's where it kind of starts to get a little bit interesting. Yeah. I think to me, the no-brainers, Ekblad, he's a good shutdown defenseman. Yeah, yeah. He's a young guy. Yeah, he's good. Josh, Mo- Josh Morrissey. Okay, yeah, I like that. Dougie Hamilton. Uh-huh. Kale McCarr. He's got that offensive floor. Oh, yeah, Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. I think Kale McCarr. Yeah, he's a rookie this year in a couple of years. Kind of like maybe the in 2010 on the Olympics, there was Drew Doughty, eh? Exactly. He was kind of the young guy at that point. Yeah. Um, and I think, to me, the only egregious all-star sh- snub that I see is that McCarr is not there. And mm. I understand that he was hurt. Yeah. But he's... And also the all-star. He's an all-star. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. The all-star format is weird, too. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, Doughty, guy that you mentioned, right? There are a lot of mainstays, guys who have been there for a long time, um, some of whom I'll mention in a minute. But to me, Doughty is the guy who is the veteran presence he's been to some olympics been to some olympics knows what's going on he's got ice in the veins too like so when things are going haywire he'd be like come on boys he's an assassin for sure yeah Yeah. come on boys let's get her done here boys lives in lives in that uh in the thick of drama like he loves that yeah and then comes out thrives on it more often than not yeah uh then some of the bubble d that i've got so thomas shabbat yeah, from Ottawa, oh, yeah. classic player does, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, world junior, world, star junior, world yeah. junior star. Uh, Morgan Riley, who just yeah. got hurt yeah, today he for like eight the weeks. Eight week injured. Hopefully, in a couple of years, he'll be back to back yeah. to right. Yeah, he's pretty good. And then uh, a couple blues, Alex Peter Angelo. Yeah, and uh, Colton Perianko. Now that guy, I really like him. Yeah. And the fact that he plays for a divisional rival of the Jets kind of kills me because, like, yeah, he's a beauty. Yeah, I, yeah. I think like he's he's just like he was on Team North North America for I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I think that I would almost put him to the lock position. Yeah. but I don't know. He's yeah, I I, I would I, he'd be up there for me. Yeah. yeah, and then the sort of the next tier of bubble guys. Yeah. Matt Dumba from yeah. Minnesota, who's had a hor- horrible year. Yeah. Bad luck. Well, he was bad, having a great year. year last year, got injured, was yeah. out the rest of the year. So maybe there's a bit of carryover from just having coming back from the injury. And, you know, in two years' time, he's going to have it back. And yeah. he's a good player. Yeah. He's a good player. Uh, Ryan Ellis yeah. from Nashville. Yeah. And then some of the really old guard. Yeah. A couple years from now, Shea Weber. 
Yeah. It's going to be 36 years old. Yeah. As much as I like Shea Weber, I don't know, in two years, I might, I might look at other guys. Yeah. Brent Burns. Yeah. I love Brent Burns. Yeah. But going to be 36. Yeah. And then a couple 38-year-olds, Mark Giordano. Yeah. And Duncan Keith. Keith, yeah. Winnipeg guy. All guys that you feel like they're... Those lead, guys have been there. You like their veteran leadership. You like the, what they've done in the past. But unfortunately, the Olympics are a, yeah. a kind of a here and now tourney, right? You yeah. gotta. So here's one guy on D that I didn't hear your name. And I would put his name there as Darnell Nurse. What do you like? What do you like, Darnell? You think he's he's fit for that? He's he can skate. He's got some dangles. Yeah, he's a big guy. He'd probably be end. like what twenty seven by then. I don't know. Yeah, yeah somewhere in and in around there. Those. Yeah, right. And I mean, you know, like for the longest time, I think a lot of people would have figured a guy like PK Subban would yeah. have been a lock. And I see. Darnell Nurse is kind of in a similar yeah. similar veins. Got a bit of bit, bit of flash in his game. I think, can clean it up in his own end, but I think PK. Uh, I th- think he's, he's kind of he's kind of off the table at this. Yeah, point. at this point, I don't think he even gets a a mention there. But I think what I I, I heard something about um, injury wise that with with PK Subban. Yeah. That last year there, because I think he missed a bunch of time last year, mm-hmm. he couldn't even lift his leg because he had like nerve issues going on. Yeah. And so Ray Shiro just got fired from New Jersey, eh? As the general manager yeah. there, and he traded for Subban. Apparently he knew about this, but ownership was saying, we got to get him in. It's going to sell tickets, whatever. Yeah. And uh, and now Shiro's fired. And part of the things they're talking about why he got fired is, uh, well, not like that's not why he got fired, but like they're, they're writing articles suggesting things and PK. Well, and PK he brought, he brought, he brought in Subban, he brought in Simmons and he signed Gusev. Yeah. Right. And it was like, we're yeah. going to take this team yeah. to the next level. And then they trade Taylor Hall and yeah. they're going to trade. Bit of a gong show there yeah. in New Jersey. But yeah. anyway, for, as far as PK goes, um, I think he might be inching closer to his broadcast career as, is yeah. like, it's hard to say. I do like, you know what? Nurse is, is a good option that I did I not like put, watching nurse did not play, put, yeah. did not put well, on the, the Oilers. We were mentioning it earlier, Evan or, uh, Ethan bear. bear. Yeah. And I just remembered the name of the other guy, Evan Bouchard. Oh yeah. So he's in the AHL this year, but I think next year he's for sure an NHLer. but not saying that they're going to be Olympic dudes, but they're, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're talking in two years, it's kind of hard to predict the future, but right. like those guys are, but, but Darnell nurse, I could see anyway. Yeah. yeah. And then between the pipes yeah. now in the, in the blue paint, it's kind of interesting because like the hallmark for Canada has always been, they got yeah good goaltending. Yeah. There's, I it's find a bit of a crapshoot going forward. I mean, Carrie price, I think is, is kind of the, the anointed number one right now. The default. He'll be 34 years old. Yeah. And the way he's played the last sort of calendar year or two, it's hard to even to, I don't think that you can say that he is the best goalie in the country anymore. But then you think about it and it's just like, okay, but is they, is he a product? Is his play a product of the environment that he's in? Right. He's played on a couple of, 
not so good teams yeah. as of late. Faces a lot of rubber, and he seems to be a guy who steps up when he's got the maple leaf on his chest. Yeah. Yeah, if you put a complete team in front of him, he's yeah. probably going to stop. What it, you know, throw well, it in, in 2014, yeah. he was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, yes. yeah. absolutely. Right, yeah. and that's yeah. what that's what I look towards. Yeah. Um, and then other goaltenders, and I know that I've missed somebody here, I think, yeah. that I hope. Yeah. Carter Hart. Yeah, he's I think pretty he, young. I could think he could be there for sure. He seems like he'll the be real, the young gun. I think he seems yeah. like the real deal. The the third goaltender who's maybe there yeah. to gain the experience. Even pushing, I could see him depending on who else. But like, yeah. I could see him pushing for the job. Jets nemesis Jordan Binnington. Is, is he Canadian? Of, believe he is. Yeah. I yeah. Think he's he's okay. I, yeah. If he's Canadian, I'd I'd put him on the list. I'd also put Matt Murray in there somewhere. Yeah. 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 And I've got. Flurry, yeah, who will be 37 at that point, yeah. Uh, and then two guys who I think going into the season would be locks but have had poor seasons this year, uh, Braden Holtby, Holtby, and Matt Murray, yeah, right, yeah. And neither has neither has been on their game this no. year, really. Per and se. you think that two years from now they could be in completely different teams they yeah. could be somewhere else they could be well just like mark andre Fleury basically had like a, a career resurrection in vegas in vegas like yeah in, but in, in a couple years when he's going to be 37 no but i mean like the same thing for holtby could right. be like he, right. he might be kind of get a second wind or yeah, whatever. yeah absolutely yeah and Holtby's not that old i don't think and you know he's obviously a top goalie in the yeah. league if he's having an off season then Maybe it's just that. Yeah. So currently 30. Yeah. So 2022 will be 32. Yeah. So that's that's not too bad. So I could, yeah, I don't know. Holtby, I could see. Hart, I could see. I, I kind of think Flurry's going to be maybe too old at that point. Mm-hmm. As much as I like the flower. Mm-hmm. Um, Carey Price. I think no matter current, what Carey Price gets yeah, to go. Gets a no. nod. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's also he's hard like the Martin Brodeur for yeah. this year, yeah, or twenty twenty-two. I assumed Bennington was American for some reason, but if yeah, so like I mean, yeah, at this point, why wouldn't you invite Bennington? He's yeah, yeah. been the best goalie in the last year or whatever it is. Yeah. And it, it, it's so it's kind of hard to think ahead and be like, well, who's the young goalies now that could be in the next year? Kind of like ready to go or whatever, you know, like they're entering that sort of wheelhouse of like awesomeness. So yeah, you look around the league though, and more and more goalies are just, they're not Canadian. No, (laughs) they're they're Finnish, they're American, they're uh, whatever. I don't know. So we got a minute to go here. Yeah. Uh, We've actually gone over. I was moving the stuff as we were talking, but so we got a minute to go. Tom, just give me your quick thoughts on on uh, Jared's picks. Okay, I like them overall. I want to see a top line of Crosby, McKinnon, and Brad Marchand. I want to see the Scotian connection. <laughs> nice. That's what I want. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. I I like. I think that you got to bring Huberto into the mix. The way that guy plays these days, and he's kind of the 
the young, like where Claude Giroux was, I think mm-hmm. you put Huberto in there now. And mm-hmm. Couturier, like you were saying, I, he might have had him on the bubble. Yeah, I'd put him in. I think another guy I thought about was uh, Bo Horvat. Oh yeah, Bo from yeah. Vancouver. Like he's like a that. good two way yeah, shutdown totally, center. Totally, a yeah. little bit of sandpaper. Yeah. I'd yeah. be interested to see a McDavid and uh, Barzell on the oh, line, on oh, the line wow. together. That's a lot of speed. That'd be you know just get pucks deep and yeah. oh, in here. There's the whistle. Uh, so that's the end of the game, folks. Now. Uh, as we do lately, <laughs> we go out on a tune. Okay. Uh, won't you throw the song for us as it sort of kicks in here? Uh, so this is a classic punk band. Yeah, I brought this for you because you're a punk guy and <laughs> yeah. you like punk allude, allude to the <laughs> punk guy. Yeah. Uh, the Vandals and yeah. Change the World with My Hockey Stick right on. from an album called Glory Days. Okay. One day we will do that, Tommy. We will take our <laughs> sticks and we will change the world. Yeah. But until now, uh, let's just listen to the tune. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. And, tune uh, in next week. If you like the show, tell your friends. Check out umfm.com and the po- podcast portal coming soon uh, to a website near you. Like cracking in the murder bottle, super slow, but warming, fucking arson, ramming.